Little did you know you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know with Shelby Eastwood. Happy 2022. Happy New Year. It is so good to be back. Honestly, it was a great break though. Like just not doing schoolwork, not prepping anything, not like taking a break from recording episodes, literally doing nothing. It's been great. But Happy New Year. Um, Happy 2022. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. Of course, you you have to throw that in there, right? Um, how was your guys' new year? How was um, your Christmas and um, your week off, two weeks off if you had two weeks off, any time off with friends and family? Um, it was great. So we went to Timmins for, it was only going to be for like two days. We ended up there for like five days, I think. Um, it was great. We went skidooing. I literally haven't been skidooing since I was probably like 10 when I was in Timmins as a kid. Um, and it was so fun. I loved it. You know that feeling like when you play outside and it's cold and when you were a kid and you come back in and like your face, like when you're outside, your face is not cold, but like when you come back in, like, and the warmth combined with like the coolness of your face and then like, it's like your face is burning, but it's not, but it's red, but it's rosy. Anyway, that's like the feeling when we came inside from skidooing and it like reminded me of being a kid again and it was great and I loved every second of it. And then we had a fire in like minus 10 degrees, snow, snowy cold weather and my hair smelled like campfire for three days straight, but whatever, it's fine. Um, and what else? Uh, played lots of card games, uh, played gambling games with like five cents, which was fun. Um, got to hang out with like family and what have you. And then for New Year's, we went to an all-you-can-eat Japanese place that was literally so delish. And they have, like, deep-fried Mars bars, which are so yummy. If you've never had one, you need to have a deep-fried Mars bar. And I remember t- I remember I talked about my puzzle. Yeah, no, didn't finish it. It's so hard. Oh, my God, it's hard. But um, played lots of Sims. I'm just not going to lie. I played lots of Sims, and it was fantastic. And I got, like, expansion packs for sale on Boxing Day, 50% off. So, like, I just had to play Sims, you know? (laughs) Um, You just do what you got to do. And, yeah, it was just – it was great to just relax. And now it's – technically, I should be back at work today. But, you know, um, school and Ontario, and we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Uh, But we – so we are working today, but there's no school today. But, like, we're planning and what have you. And we are going, we're back to teaching on Wednesday, if nothing changes between in the next two days. Um, so that'll be exciting just to see like my students again and what have you. So that was my break. Um, watched all the Christmas movies, of course. Um, had to take down the tree yesterday just before like, just kind of get things tidied up before the, the school year kind of gets back into gear and I don't know about you guys but I have gone through every single true crime docuseries on Netflix and it sucks because we literally spent an hour yesterday trying to find a new one and we've watched all of them literally all of them and I wish we could stream like American Netflix but we can't 
um, at least not from the smart TV. I know like there's like a VPN you can use on your computer or something to stream American Netflix. Um, but if anybody has any like recommendations for good true crime docs on Netflix, uh, please advise <laughs> or even Amazon. Uh, I don't have Crave, um, but yeah, I should get Crave because that Harry Potter 20th anniversary thingy, I think it came out on the first. Um, but yeah, if anybody has any recommendations for true crime things, that would be lovely, please, and thank you. Um, I've also decided that this year, every time I read a book or I finish a book, I'm just going to tweet about the book, or at least, like, at least tweet a picture of it, and I'm going to keep track of how many books I read this year, because I read a lot of books last year, um, so that's going to be interesting. I'm really curious to see at the end of the year how many books I have read. Also, um, it's going to be interesting to see, well, Spotify kind of gave me that info in December, but like with the Spotify wrapped thing at the end of this year, because this will be a full year of the podcast um, from literally this episode to the end of December of this year. So it'll be interesting to see in December how much we've grown as a podcast um, between literally the first week of January, which is today, and the last week of December, that'll be at the end of the year. So that'll be really cool to see too. So we can talk about like the book list and the podcast growth which will be great I also this year think I want to work on more on my um, TPT my teachers pay teachers store um, yeah that's just a lot that's a lot to make like um, units and what have you but it's worth it it just takes a lot of time and then sometimes you just get so exhausted you know what I mean that like you just want to relax and not do it even though in your brain you're like I could be doing this right now um so I think I'm gonna work on that too this year that'll be a new year's resolution goal thingy there might be a lot of planned in 2022 that I cannot speak of yet because nothing's set in stone things are still in the works but when they do happen you guys will be the first to know obviously um and I'm just really excited to what 2022 has to bring the last six months have been really good and I just hope that that kind of manifests into this year despite what we hear in the news and um, the COVID stuff and the pandemic I just hope that the last six months kind of continue to grow into this year and help this year start off well because this time last year was not well at all so let's just hope it's better this year um yeah so I was thinking today um Actually, let's take a break and then we'll talk about today. <laughs> so I was thinking that um, I would talk about my second article that got published. Um, it didn't get published today. It actually got published in December. But um, I was thinking we could talk about that. But before we do talk about that, I just want to preface that the article I wrote back in June... Um, I've had some really positive feedback, some people who were not happy with me. Um, and to those people who were not happy with me, I just would like to apologize um, that if you took offense to it or if you were not happy with it, I know that that's going to happen a lot of times with like writers or even like just anything you put out in the world, right? People are are not going to like it for whatever reason that they may have. Um, just for the narrative of it, some of it... Obviously, the one in June, some of it did happen to me, um, and if you know me very well, you would know which parts are about who, um, different people in my life, um, 
And but some not all of it happened to me. Some of it happened to friends. Some of it literally just fit the narrative of the article. Um, and hence why I wrote it, because it didn't happen to anybody, but it just kind of fit with the theme of it. Um, so if you were not happy with that one, I do apologize. Um, like I said, if it hurt your feelings, I just I don't intend to hurt anybody by doing so. It's just a matter of a way for me to kind of I've learned over the last couple years that keeping things inside is really bad and finding an outlet to get that out in, um, to get that out for me is really helpful for me, whether that be writing, um, which is the most helpful for me, to be honest. Um, and a lot of things I don't share, like I don't share a lot of things. And that article was one of the most personal things that I've ever written. And I remember when I got published, um, the publisher reached out to me and they were like, do you want this to be, do you want this to be published anonymously or do you want to put your name on it? And I was back and forth on it for a long time. And I was like, well, some of it is really close to home. So like anonymous could be good. Um, but I wanted, I wanted to take credit for my writing because I knew that it was good writing. And I knew that, um, if somebody else saw it and was going through some of the things like that, that they could be able to be like, Hey, this happened to a real person, not an anonymous person. Um, and I wanted to take credit for that work. So it was a discussion, a, ma- a point of discussion, whether it be submitted anonymously or with my name attached to it. Um, and although, like I said, some of the po- some of the feedback was positive, some of it was negative as well. And I do have to live with that um, and deal with those consequences with whatever they may be. Um, but I did write another one and it got released in December, it got published in December, the same platform that my first one got published in um this one obviously was a well not obviously you don't know what it's about yet but this one is a lot more positive um it's about kind of like the growth and I've noticed read between reading both my articles that have now been published I've noticed a growth in both of them um between the first one and the second one the first one I was very angry I was very um begrudging I was very like I was I wouldn't say I was not in the best place because I was able to get it out of me um, but I might've been able to do it a different way. Do I regret posting, getting it published? Absolutely not. Um, do I regret anything that I said in it? No. Could I have said things differently? Sure. Yes. Um, but I've noticed the growth between that one and this one, which is about six months. And in those six months from when that first one was published to when this re- new recent one was published, my life has gotten much better. It's, um, I was able to get out of a toxic work environment. I was able to get rid of toxic people in my life in those six months. I was able to foster and grow a relationship that has been much more positive and um, healthy and happier. I have been able to express myself in more healthier ways. Um, And I don't know what flipped. I don't know if it's because I was able to write that article in June and kind of get that out in order for me to have that switch, that healthy switch. Um, I'm much better at communicating. I'm much better at controlling my anxiety sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm better at like controlling the anxiety attacks or the outbursts that may ensue from it. And just everything's much more positive and much more healthy, which um, has made for a really good past six months. So I kind of took all of that growth and I've turned, I wrote another piece and it's called the 10 things that I learned um in therapy and I'm just gonna pull it up Uh, 10 things I learned after a year of therapy and 
it, when I write these things, like, it just kind of comes to me and I kind of just write it out in my phone. Um, I just kind of write it out in my phone and get the ideas out. And it was in my phone for a while. Um, like the kind of like the main points, you know what I mean? And one day I was just like, hey, I'm just going to finish writing this. And so I looked at my list and what I had written down. Um, and I just literally just started adding details to my work and it all came to me at once. I submitted it and within two days it got published, which is kind of really cool. Um, so I'm just going to go through that with you guys and kind of like talk about each of my 10 points per se. Um, and yeah, so, um, I will read you guys kind of the intro that I wrote. So we all know, obviously we all know therapy is expensive as shit. And not everyone is able to afford it or has a job that has the benefits that can cover the price of appointments, which is true. As a teacher, me personally, I've been lucky enough to be able to use therapy as a means for combating my severe anxiety and moderate depression. Over the last year, I have learned things that no one else has ever told me or talked through with me. I'm sharing these in the hopes of helping people who cannot get an appointment or just don't have anyone to talk to. Because I know that... um, I know that, one, it's hard to talk to people... And two, it's really hard for people to get, like, to be, what's the word? To be brave enough either to go see a therapist or sometimes you just don't have the money to see it, right? So I should kind of put what I've learned the last year and the past six months into this article. So the first one, um, the first thing I learned is that your feelings are valid. So what's in, what your head is feeling, what your heart is feeling what your body is feeling, it's all valid. It means something. And don't let anyone tell you differently or let them take that away from you. Don't let people try to tell you that you have no reason for feeling the way you do. Don't let anyone cut you off or push you aside when you're trying to communicate those your feelings. And I learned that that's really important, um, that your feelings matter. But the, the caveat of this is that you cannot, cannot use your feelings as an excuse. Don't use them in spite of somebody else. Don't use them as a way of manipulation. If you're being open and honest with somebody um, and come from them from a place of understanding or and patience when talking about your feelings, people will acknowledge them. But if you use them as an excuse, if you use them in spite of someone, if you use them as a form of manipulation, people will then disregard you and reject your feelings. It will go in one ear and out the other. And that's something I've learned. Instead, use the strength within you to communicate those feelings authentically and intentionally. That's something that um, I've learned by talking with my therapist and learning to communicate properly because I used to not be very good at that at all or hold it in. And sometimes I still have those episodes, but um, it's it takes a lot of courage, I find, to be able to talk openly um, and it's, that's really, it's really hard for me. Um, but if that's something that like maybe you can work on in this new year, I would definitely recommend it. The second point was you cannot control the actions, behavior, thoughts of others, which is true, right? You can't control people. And it took me a long time to, to, to grasp that concept. I'm the kind of person who thrives on routine and knowing what's coming next. I literally have it written in my agenda, what's coming up so I can cross it off later. But when you have other people in your life, you cannot, cannot control them. What people decide to do, it's not on you. It's not your fault. 
if your mother cheated on multiple men throughout your childhood and because of that you don't know what a real relationship looks like it's not your fault that your best friend had a shitty day at work and is taking it out on you it's not your fault that your ex has a new girlfriend okay all of these examples are choices decisions and actions that are on those people not on you okay as a kid um, they say a lot that um, when parents get divorced the kids blame themselves not on you that's on them right? Don't let other people's life choices take up space in your mind because it's not your fault, okay? Don't let people think it's your fault. That's called manipulation and that is wrong, okay? But also, if those things do happen and people do make those decisions and go through with those actions and have those thoughts, you can't control that, You can only control yourself. And that's something that took me a long time to learn. Because if somebody um, is a dick to you or if somebody, like, stole something from you, okay, you can't control that. The only thing you can can control is how you either rebound from that situation, how you work through that situation, how you... um, adapt to that situation what are you going to do in that situation not what are you going to do for them or how can you change them or how can you like fix the fix them okay no what can you do because you can't control the other person you can only control yourself and um as like i said as somebody who thrives on routine that's really hard because you don't ever know what somebody's thinking. You never know what someone's going to do. You never know what's going to come next. As much as you want to know, you're never going to know. So being able to control you and control your actions, your thoughts, your behaviors, um, that's what's going to help you lead a more healthy and positive lifestyle, not trying to control other people. The third thing I learned in therapy is you is don't cater your life to other people's expectations or views. I have done that so many times in my life growing up through my early 20s. I've always tried to be the perfectionist to get the approval from my parents, from teachers, from friends, from boys. I was today years old when I learned that my life doesn't revolve around the expectations of others. If I want to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's for dinner, I will. If I want to play hooky for a day because I need a mental health day, I will. If I want to date somebody, that's my choice. And the people in my life can either support me or they cannot support me. And that's, again, on them, not on you. At the end of the day, if your choices lead to mistakes, you learn from them. And that's how we grow. If your cho- and at the end of the day, if your choices lead to something positive, that's something positive. If it, if it makes your life fucked up, that's on you to fix it, right? But that's how you learn from it. And and letting other people have control over that and catering, catering your life so that other people are happy with you is not going to make your own life happy. It'll make them happy, sure. They'll be ecstatic and whatever. But are, at the end of the day, are you going to be happy with that? If you let somebody... For, if you can take advice from people sure everyone's gonna have advice for you right everyone's gonna have their own thoughts on your life um they're gonna tell you things that you should do that you shouldn't do and if you listen to those people some of them are gonna be sound advice right right like things that you should do and you should listen to does it mean you have to no if you do those those things that they talk about are they is it gonna make you happy if not think about it think it through we are old enough now that we don't need somebody 
making decisions for us, right? You can take people's advice, you can take people's thoughts, take it all into consideration, obviously, but at the end of the day, it's about making your life happy. And if catering to other people's thoughts and opinions don't make you happy, don't fucking do it, right? Learn from your mistakes, we grow from it. That's how we get become better people. The fourth thing, fourth thing I learned after doing a therapy for a year is um, being able to recognize who your real friends are. So friends can be friends, coworkers, siblings, anyone can be considered your friend, right? But are they your biggest fan? That's what I want you to think of. They might not agree with everything you do, but are they there to be your shoulder to cry on? Are they there to listen to your funny stories? Do they actually truly listen to you? Are they adding to your life? If they're not adding to your life, are they truly your friend? And that's something my therapist has talked a lot about um, when uh, there was falling outs with some friends of mine and they, my therapist was like, how have they added to your life since being in your life? Have they added more drama than positivity? Have they added more negative vibes than actually listening to you? Do they actually listen to you or do they just criticize what you're doing, right? Big difference between the two. And as, sometimes as hard as it is, you have to really think about who your true friends are. And this one coincides with number five. And number five was cut out toxic people in your life. Okay. This includes everyone and everyone. In the article, it was 2021. So I wrote, it's 2021. Now, 2022. Ain't nobody got time for toxic people. Do you have a friend that causes drama? Bye, Felicia. Like, nah. Do you have a boy or a girl that uses you and puts you down? Boy, bye. <laughs> we don't need you. Do you have parents or family members that degrade you and others? You can't pick your family, but you can decide if they remain in your, as a part of your life. You can choose that. Keeping toxic people in your life is only going to fuel your anxiety and your stress. Saying goodbye might be hard as fuck. Putting up those boundaries, okay? You might not know how to do that. You might want to wait until they walk away first, but once those ties are cut, you will notice a huge sense of relief and be able to start breathing again. It's almost as if the rock has been lifted off your chest and you can come up for air. That's what it feels like. Because the amount of drama and the amount of negative toxicity that can come with toxic people in your life literally weighs you down, literally makes you feel like you're drowning, pulls you to the bottom of that ocean. But once they're gone, it's like you cut the rope, right? And you can finally float back up. And it's crazy the feeling that the, that 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 difference makes when you don't need to worry about if they're judging you. You don't need to worry about um, what they're doing next. You don't need to worry about like how if you don't want to tell them something because you're being feared of being judged. Well, if they're not around, you don't need to tell them anything, right? Like like, like you like I said before, right? You can't control the thoughts of others. Um, and sometimes it's hard because they're your friend or they're your family member and you want to get their approval, but you also want to live your life, right? So if they're causing more drama, if they're causing more harm, if they're causing, if you're, they're fueling your, um, anxiety or your men negative mental health, cut them out. Like you don't need that. Nobody needs that anymore <laughs> at all. The sixth point that I wrote about was past trauma doesn't mean you're weak, crazy, or a bitch. Your past doesn't define you. It doesn't determine what your future is going to look like. 
I personally always used to think that because I grew up in a divorced family that I was going to have that one day too. I like I can think maybe I can name one couple in my like both all sides of my family that are still together. Everybody else got a divorce, right? So I've never seen that in my family of a relationship that works. So I always thought that that's what I was going to have one day and that's I would just go after toxic people. It was just it would just end in a hot mess. Um, But I've come to learn that instead my past and traumatic experiences that I've gone through either as a kid growing up instead of made me stronger resilient and more aware of what I want and don't want in my life. I remember me and my stepmom were talking like a couple months ago and she told me that I was a very angry child. Do I remember that? Absolutely not. Nope. Don't remember being angry. I sometimes like vaguely. Um, but she said I was very angry. I was very resentful. I had a lot like they put me in children's therapy or whatever when I was like in grade two, I think, or grade two or three. Um, and I was a very angry kid. That might have stemmed from my parents' divorce. I honestly don't know. Um, and then there was like obviously there's like obviously everybody has like other childhood traumatic experiences that they go through um and maybe that just kind of fostered it as I grew older but now that I'm old enough to know better and to know hey this is not a healthy feeling how can we work through this but you need to recognize that because what happened to you in the past doesn't affect who you are today it doesn't mean you're weak it doesn't mean you're crazy it doesn't mean you're a bitch and those are things that people will call you once they hear your story and you need to be able to recognize inside of you that your past trauma does not give you any of those labels it just makes you stronger it makes you realize what you don't want it helps you work if those things if you're faced with those things again it gives you kind of like that deja vu feeling of hey I've been through this before I can get through this again Um, number seven coincides with number one um, and number seven was don't run away from your feelings sometimes it's hard to sit with your feelings and just feel I know that I'm one who tends to either push it really down deep or distract myself to exhaustion, literally. (laughs) These distractions help keep me busy, so busy that I don't even remember what I'm feeling. My therapist, a lot of the times, has had to remind me to sit with my feelings and to intentionally work through them, even more so when my feelings trigger my anxiety and depression. And it's hard as fuck. (laughs) Sometimes we're sitting there in a session and she's like, how does that make you feel? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, no, no, no. I want you to sit with your feelings and think about it. And I'm like, I don't want to. Um, But I'm slowly slowly starting to realize and to learn that it's better to sit and learn from your feelings than it is to run away from them because at the end of the day, they're always going to come back to you. They're always going to, you're always going to feel them, right? So it doesn't matter if you push them deep down. It doesn't matter um, if you try to distract yourself and you don't, so that you don't remember your feelings. They're literally always going to come back to you in one way, shape, or form. And running away from them is literally only going to make it worse. It's going to make you bottle them up and it's going to make it so you just explode. And that explosion is going to be worse than sitting with your feelings in that moment and recognizing how you feel. So, yeah. Um, Number eight, your environment matters. Home, work, social environments. If your work environment sucks, ask for a transfer. Quit. Change locations. There's always something you can do. If your home situation triggers you, change it. Start saving for a down payment. Put out feelers for roommates. Um, Look for a different building to live in. If your social circle sucks, see ya. You don't need those people. You don't need to be anywhere that negatively triggers your mental health. Okay? Sure, it's going to be hard. Sure, it could seem impossible, but it's just one more obstacle to a ha- ha- it's one more obstacle to a happier and healthier you. Okay? Some people aren't maybe 
aren't able to get out of specific situations. Maybe you're stuck in a lease for a year. Um, maybe they're like it's COVID, right? And nobody's hiring. Okay, but how can you make your environment better in that case, right? There's always something that you can do. It's never, um, what's the word? It's never like doomed. It's not the right word, but that's, it fits, okay? Um, you don't know the strength that you have inside of you. Nobody is forcing you to stay anywhere that doesn't make you feel safe. Unless, of course, then you're captive somewhere, and that's a completely different story that we're not going to get into. But if they are making you not feel safe, call the authorities. Anyone can help you. You are not alone, and you are not stuck somewhere that you no longer want to be. There's always a way out of somewhere. You just got to literally sit there and think through it. Think through all the obstacles. Think through the plan. Work out, work it out, make a list, make a pros and cons list, right? There's always a way um, to change your environment if you have to and if you want to. Number nine was a big one for me. Um, and you can take this as in as many different ways as you want. Um, for me, I took, I wrote this with a very specific picture in mind, um, but this can relate to literally anybody. So number nine was people can and do change. We've always been told growing up that people don't change or there's captions if you pull out your old high school yearbook that says, don't, you rock, don't ever change, quote Lizzie McGuire. But we can all change, right? Sometimes we change for the better, sometimes we change for the worst. We're not the same person we were last year. We're not the same person we were last week. We're not the same person we were yesterday. We weren't the same person we were on New Year's Eve, right? That alcoholic, they've been sober for seven years. That's change, right? That's, that's change. The cheater, he goes to couples therapy. He doesn't hide his phone anymore. He's open with his feelings. That's change. It might only be little, but it's still huge because it's change. The girl, that girl, she talks about her feelings now. She doesn't have severe panic attacks on the bathroom floor anymore, not hyperventilating. That's change, right? Change can be as little or as big as you make it, but it's still change. And in this case, this is positive change. I didn't really speak of negative change because, again, I related this to what I've learned and what I've learned the last six months is positive change. I've seen positive change in people. I've seen how somebody can grow. I've seen how I can grow. I've noticed the small changes that people make in their life to better themselves and people around them and their relationships. And I thought, felt like that was really important to include and to acknowledge because change is hard right? Nobody likes change. Nobody likes their routine being messed up. Nobody like nobody likes having to think deeply inside of them. Hey, why am I not being a good person right now? How, am I, how can I be a better person for myself? How can I be a better person for those around me? And it's really hard to acknowledge that, right? Because you never want to think that about yourself. You Everyone thinks, oh, I'm perfect. I'm great, blah, blah, blah. So it's really hard to acknowledge that. Um, but I have noticed it and I've acknowledged it. And for the people that this po- this Number nine was about, I see you, I appreciate you, I'm thankful for you and for all the hard work that they have done to change themselves and become a better version of themselves, the version that I knew that they've all had all along. It's hard. It is hard. Um, but it can happen and it, I've seen it happen and in six months I've noticed a huge, huge difference in some people and... I just want to say thank you to them for that and um, that I'm proud of them. And I think that's really important. And finally, number 10, um, 
the tenth thing I've learned over after a year of therapy is to be kind to yourself. So my therapist says this to me at the end of every single one of our sessions. And at first, when she first started saying it, I felt like really awkward about it and just kind of laughed it off. And then I noticed she was saying it week after week after week. And every single time, still over a year later, I started to believe, hey, maybe there's some kind of truth that she, about what she's telling me. How can you expect others to be kind to you if you don't even know how to be kind to yourself? Right? What does it mean to be kind to yourself? Maybe it's taking a bath at the end of a long day. Maybe it's blasting and belting out to Taylor Swift's 10-minute version of All Too Well just one more time. Maybe it's shutting off your computer and emails and crawling into bed at 7 p.m. with your dogs. Whatever it is to be kind to yourself, to love yourself, to take care of yourself, people are really good at taking care of others. People are really good at being kind to others. But being kind to yourself and taking care of yourself is something that, this goes back to the other point I made, something that you can't control, right? You can't make other people do that for you. You can only do that for yourself. So taking care of yourself, making sure that you're safe, you're happy, you're you're loved, right? You can do that. And how are you going to do that? How are you going to be kind to yourself this year in 2022? What are you going to do um, to, instead of putting yourself down, what are you going to do to bring those positive vibes to yourself? I know that there was somebody, I read a book, I don't remember which one it was, but um they wrote sticky notes with positive messages, positive affirmations on it, and they stuck them everywhere in their house. Sometimes places where like they would forget about, so like they'd open the cupboard to get like coffee, and there'd be a positive affirmation sticky note on the inside of the cupboard. Um, sometimes, sometimes they would put it in like the milk bag, so like they would go to get another bag of milk in a week when they ran out of milk, and there's a sticky note right there on the next bag of milk, um, being like, "Hey, great choice for the healthy." great job for the healthy choice of drink I don't know right um but so that's kind of a cute little thing that you can do to kind of be kind to yourself and um in a way that maybe is different but still really good to kind of help you acknowledge your worth and acknowledge your happiness and like I said just be just be kind to yourself And the reason I wanted to share this article and those 10 things is because, like I said in the intro, sometimes people don't need it or can't afford it or can't get get access to it. Um, and I, whenever I write something, I always feel like it's important to get the story from personally from that person, right? Because you can things can get misconstrued, they can get maladapted, they can get misunderstood, um, miscommunicated, and so hearing it directly from the person I think is really important. The same goes for when you're communicating with somebody to over text, especially so much miscommunica miscommunication happens over text. Um, so I wanted to kind of share that article from me personally. Um, in order to kind of alleviate any misconceptions that it may have. Like I said, this one was a huge growth for me, obviously, since my last um, post, and I am I am very proud of this one. Um, it shows a lot of change and a lot of things that I've learned and um, acknowledges the people in my life who have made a positive impact on me the last six months and who I've noticed a huge change with. And take going into 2022 I want to keep those positive vibes going like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode I want to remember those 10 things and bring them forward as the year goes on 
not kind of backtrack or fall back into like the old routine of not communicating and not being patient and um, um, bottling everything in, right? I want to take the things I've learned and continue to move forward with them, learn new more things, learn more tricks, learn more ways of um, not controlling my anxiety, but like working through it learn better ways to communicate with people, learn to learning to be more open. So I want to take everything I've learned last year and kind of move that forward and expand on it and grow from all of those things. And so sharing them with you guys, maybe it's something that you guys can go through too, right? Like pick one of the things on the list and be like, hey, I'm going to work on that for two months and then I'm going to work on the next one for two months or what have you. Um, and just kind of getting tips from everywhere I think is really important because then it could kind of help create your own way of growing right like you you can read as many self-help books as you want but um maybe you only take one piece from that book and then you take another piece from that book and like another piece from another book and you kind of put it together to make your own like version of self-help for yourself right um so those 10 things like I said I'm going to take with me as the year goes on maybe something resonates with you and you want to take um take on as well as 2020 moves forward um, but whatever you do, whatever you do decide um, for this new year, I hope that it's a healthy year for you. I hope that um, it's a happy year. We're gonna get past this stupid pandemic. Hopefully, <laughs> that's what we said last year. But hopefully, um, you're going to thrive in your relationships with others and relationships with yourself. And um, it's gonna be a good year. I can feel that it's going to be a good year. Big big things are coming this year. Big things are going to happen. So um, I wish everybody a happy new year. Thank you for coming along with this first episode of the new 2020 year and this journey with me. And um, have a great week, everybody. <laughs>